trying to stay in as much as possible and uh gives us a good opportunity to record some so okay well we're up and recording um for the listeners out there this is uh about a week into uh quarantine the world's a little different right now um things have changed and uh kind of seems like everything's on a pause so uh jenna and i were texting back and forth and figured it would just be a good opportunity to maybe uh talk about some things that might be going on so uh jenna where do you want to start well maybe we can start with mindset what do you think sure yeah absolutely so the mindset changes a little bit um i imagine when you're kind of locked up and Scary things are going on outside of your uh, quarantine house now. Absolutely. Well, and for those first responders that are having to work through this, it's a, a very different time. You are being challenged with very different stressors than maybe you normally have. And so really monitoring your mindset during this process because you're surrounded with even more negativity than you normally have in your life. So um, making sure you don't go down the dark rabbit holes of what if this happens or this happens or this happens. Um, but staying in the present moment, obviously monitoring your own health, but also really monitoring your own mental health and where your mind takes you. So what do you do if you kind of start to get into that kind of like, oh, man, what if I catch this thing or what if my family catches this thing because I have to be out there working? How can you kind of get yourself from not going down that rabbit hole? You know, really focusing on the things that you do have control over as far as safety and gloves and masks and and uh, antiseptic uh, spray or gel for your hands or you know, that monitoring the things that you can and um, just staying focused on that rather than some of the unknown that you don't have control over, that none of us have the control over. Um, you know, it's it with your mind, it's about mental empowerment always. And that's true for those of you who are working at home and going out very little, but it's also true especially for those of you who are first responders working with the public and thinking about, you know, kind of what's going on in your community, really staying focused in the moment and just dealing with the absolute situation at hand uh, rather than letting your mind wander into the unknown areas that you won't have any control over. But also not ignoring your own safety. I was just talking to a, a friend of mine who's a retired first responder, and he said, you know, a couple, uh, his, his, um, one of his relatives was not doing well, and he made, he made the comment that the EMTs showed up um, and did not have gloves, did not have face masks. And so it's really a time to take care of yourself as well while you're taking care of all of us to make sure you're taking those safety measures and, and, making sure that you are keeping yourself safe as well. You know, one thing that uh, I thought about before we started recording here, you know, someone who's maybe triggered by PTSD or, you know, PTSD sometimes causes anxiety and things like that. Um, what are some of the things that might be, um, that maybe people with PTSD have to look out for in uh, anxious times like this in themselves? So 
a lot of times with anxiety, it's about self-talk. And we can either amp ourselves up or we can calm ourselves down. And it is all in the wording. So if you pay attention to your monologue, which we all have, and sometimes the monologue is, I got to remember to get gas. I, I need to remember to pay that bill or something like that. But sometimes our monologue is, what if this happens? What if that happens? What should I do with this? What should I do with that? How, how about this? How about that? You know, and we overload ourselves. And that's really where anxiety um, tends to go out of control. And so really monitoring that monologue with yourself and then changing it. So using more kind of soothing discussion points with yourself, for lack of a better way of putting it, instead of saying, what if this, say, you know what, I will deal with that if that comes up. I know a lot of first responders run scenarios in your mind, and I get that, that's fine, but I'm talking about the, the out-of-control what-ifs, you know, and especially where there is so much chaos going on in our communities right now, it would be very easy for people that already have a little bit of anxiety to really get drawn into the chaos. And I would really caution you to back off of that so that when you do have downtime, maybe you're driving around, you're, you have a long response to a call or whatever, put on those positive uh, podcasts, put on some happy music, put on some things that calm your system. This is not the time to stay glued to the TV and listen to the news 24-7. Because obviously they make their, their money by ramping everybody up. And I'm not saying don't stay informed. I am saying really be cognizant of what you're putting into your brain right now. Who you're talking to, who you're spending time with, what you're listening to on the radio, what music you're listening to. You know, add some really positive podcasts, be they religious or motivational or funny. Uh, comedians are great you know, get some get some clear water back into that brain so that your tendency isn't going to be to go down those old rabbit holes. And watch that adrenaline load and be very mindful of your sleep. During stressful times, people tend to sleep less. And, of course, when we don't sleep, I know you've all heard this a million times, but when we don't sleep, we get cranky. And things just seem darker. Things seem more overwhelming when we're exhausted. And first responders tend to be exhausted a lot anyway. And, and when you add this extra pressure on them, it, it makes things worse and more overwhelming. Yeah, I mean, it's funny you mentioned that because that's one of the big things that we've talked about before on this podcast is limiting limiting media in certain times of uncertainty or um, hurt and uh that's one thing I've caught myself doing this past couple of weeks is really limiting, you know, just to keep myself to the headlines of the news, not trying to be a media junkie and, you know, get into the roots and the, of, of all the news that's going on around today. Oh, yeah, because it's everywhere, you know, and everybody's talking about it. And, and so putting something on that maybe is, you know, not the next door neighbor talking about it, but putting like an old motivational podcast on is a good thing to do. It's not talking about the virus. Right, right. 
you know, Jana, one thing we talk about a lot on the show is um, the family lifestyle, how PTSD affects, um, you know, children and spouses. Um, a time like this where everyone's kind of having to live and work out of home, um, including, you know, students who are usually in school, um, it causes a little distress. On top of that, um, you know, buying groceries and uh, financial stress that this may cause some people. Um, how should families of first responders who have PTSD um, kind of work together to get through this time? That's a great question. One of the problems with PTSD, and we've discussed this before, is an average person on that adrenaline curve might go from, say, zero to 50, uh, where somebody with PTSD may go from zero to a thousand in the same scenario. And so for the folks that have had some problems with PTSD, realize that your body is going to respond much more intensely than people that don't have PTSD. So really, really remembering to do the things that you know work in cooling down your system. But family also realize that these are the kinds of situations that tend to really trigger first responders. And also the other thing is first responders tend to be very mission oriented, you know, so if it's military, it's mission, if it's, you know, fire personnel or law enforcement, they have, they're on a call, they're going, this is what they're going to do. So, you know, if they are on their way to the grocery store, you might find them being more, much more um, back in that old role of, you know, you need to do this. When are you going to do this? This needs to get done. They may become much more mission oriented and it may feel like they're angry because uh, there is an intensity behind it. Just realize that, you know, they have taken on the role for many, many years to keep everybody safe. And so this is the kind of event that triggers that mindset and also releases uh, additional adrenaline. And so you're going to hear changes in tone and going back to that work-related communication style. So first responders, mind your communication style, you know, really be cognizant of that. But also families realize that you're going to hear some shifts and that's okay. Don't, don't respond in anger. Just, you know, maybe not in the moment, but a little bit later say, Hey, I noticed that when we went to, I don't know, the grocery store that you were talking to me in this, in this way again, can you please not do that or be more mindful of that? Um, rather than getting angry at them because it's going to go on as an automatic response. Jana, while we're talking about family members and family lifestyle, um, I'm sure there's also a lot of anxiety around um, children of first responders and spouses of first responders while they're still working through times like this. Uh, what can those people do to cope with um, the fact that their loved one is still out there working when most of everyone else is uh, sheltered in place? And it's it's um, a very difficult thing to see somebody you love being out there right now, knowing that, you know, it's, there is some, there is some danger to that, but also realize that literally tens of thousands of people have had this virus and survived, first of all. 
Secondly, that most of the first responders are going to be in much better health than the people that are at very high risk for this virus. And thirdly, they're trained in how to take additional safety measures. And so trust that they are taking those safety measures and that they are going to be okay. So if you do have a spiritual faith, making sure that you're keeping them in prayer and also when they get home, you know, making sure that you uh, spend a little bit of time with them, but also realize that you may see a shift in mood and an anxiety. Uh, the more that you can help them be on a regular sleep schedule and make sure they're eating decently so that they can keep their strength up during this time and keep their immune system healthy, the better off they're going to be. Um, so those are little things that you can do, maybe taking a few of the burdens off of them. Uh, although I know that's difficult if you're home all day and you've got kids at home and as soon as they hit the door, you kind of want to hand them the two-year-old and say, please <laughs> help me. But maybe just giving them that extra 30 minutes of break would be a, a great thing to do. Jana, there's a lot of chaos and uncertainty and stuff that comes with this situation. But uh, one thing I was thinking about this morning was that there's also some good in this. I mean, things are slowing down a little bit. The world's almost on pause and you, you get a chance to do some things that you don't normally do. Um, at certain points of the day, maybe it doesn't seem like that, but it, it, it could. If people have some free time, what do you suggest they do to maybe better themselves or better their PTSD? That's a great question. You know, there are so many different ways of learning new information now. I mean, yes, there's a lot of stuff on YouTube that really isn't worth watching, but there's also a lot of really interesting things on YouTube. And maybe you learn a new uh, craft or a new way to, I don't know, make something maybe you take up a new hobby maybe you plant a garden maybe you do a puzzle maybe you all eat dinner together maybe you do some things that like you said you haven't had time to do in the past and just kind of slow down the pace and i understand not everybody gets to slow down their pace right now but for those of you who do number one keep the schedule uh, people really do better with the schedule you know, get up in the morning and, you know, take that shower and brush your hair. If you're female, put the makeup on or if you wear makeup, put makeup on. You know, really keep to a regular schedule. And uh, it may be a new schedule, uh, kind of a new norm for a little bit, but figure out what that's, you want that schedule to look like and then kind of with that. It gives the mind some peace when we have some schedules. You know, and maybe make a list of things that you've always wanted to have time to do, and now you have a little bit of time to do them. And start knocking that list off a little bit at a time. And that's a great way of feeling like you're accomplishing something and keeping yourself grounded. But I think it's really important that you do things that keep you grounded. And, and that means making sure that you have activities that you're doing every day on a regular basis and you're still moving forward even though you're at home. 
And Jana, before we wrap up, uh, we talked about some points uh, before coming on air, and one of and one of them was cognitive distortions. Do you want to kind of touch on that real quick? Yes, absolutely. Cognitive distortions are taking a single event and either distorting how you're viewing it or blowing it up into something much bigger. And this is a common one when people are stressed. Uh, so maybe they overreact to tone of voice or they're overreacting to a situation. And so it's called magnification is a, a, an example of cognitive distortion where you take one little thing and suddenly you feel like it's this huge event. So really when you're starting to feel yourself really react, ask yourself, okay, is this that big an event or is it because I'm stressed already and so I'm overreacting to the situation? Another common cognitive distortion is mind reading. You know, a, a common scenario is, you know, the first responder, for instance, comes home and and maybe they had a hard day or they're stressed or they're tired and their significant other says something like, how are you doing today? And that person not being mindful of how they're responding says, I'm fine. And the significant other says, no, you're not. What are you mad about? I'm not mad. Yeah, you are. I can tell you're mad. I'm not mad. See, I told you you were mad. And and so now they're having a fight over nothing. And maybe maybe the first responder was just a little tired and wasn't, you know, really thinking about how he or she was responding to their spouse or significant other. So those are the the kinds of things that happen. If somebody says they're fine, first of all, we can't read our minds of our spouses. Sometimes we think we can, but we really can't. And so just saying, okay, you don't sound fine, but if you're fine, cool. Uh, but if there's something you need, please let me know because I do love you. And then you leave it alone, you know, and, and you walk away. And then first responders, if you're not fine, how about you not say you're fine? How about you say, you know, I had a tough day, but I really don't want to talk about it. I'm just going to go shower. And then you leave it alone. You know, it's that communication piece. But getting into the mind reading, it just causes a lot of problems. So just kind of checking in with the person. And then if they say they're okay, then, then leave them alone and let them be okay. But I would also caution first responders, if you're shutting down, make sure that you're reaching out to your spouse and talking about it later. You don't have to talk about it right then, and you don't have to tell them all the details. But if you're stressed, talk to somebody that is going to give you some helpful feedback. Well, Dr. Janet Price-Sharps, thank you so much. And uh, hopefully next time we record this, uh, we won't be doing it over the phone. (laughs) Well, thank you for calling me, and I wish everybody wellness and safety.